0: Stern Show ends, and the
1: Wrap Up Show begins. Welcome to the Wrap Up Show. The Wrap Up Show: a recap and behind-the-scenes look at the Stern Show. Call in eight 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 Stern one hundred. The Wrap Up Show with John Hine and Gary Delabate. the Wrap Up Show. show. show.
2: And a very pleasant good morning to you. I'm John Lieberman, in for John Hine, joined by Gary Delabate. Hello, hello. This is the wrap-up show, as you well know, where we discuss and dissect everything that happened on The Stern Show, and we want to hear from you today. 888 Stern 100. 888 Stern 100. We have a lot to get to, so let's get to it. We have the Mindy Kaling interview. It's making headlines everywhere. We'll tell you where, and we'll chat about her time in the studio. A bunch of new Baba Booey songs are thrown into the mix. Which are Gary's favorites? We'll ask him. Howard talks about keeping his art private so it doesn't become a joke. We'll debate that and we'll talk about the hobbies of other staffers. Sal and Richard hitting the streets with the Ray Rice versus Howard Stern question. You heard the answers. Now we'll try and take you behind the scenes. Eric the actor revealing Jan will no longer be his caretaker. What exactly did Jan do for Eric? We'll break it down. And AGT is done for the year. We will bring you that as well gary informs me that he saw lisa g dancing in the audience i saw uh pitbull performed in the middle of the
3: audience and lisa was in the front row and uh she was dancing so hard her arms her
2: her hands were above her head i'm not sure who's a bigger fan her or marianne from brooklyn well, a bigger fan of AGT, of, of AGT. or a bigger fan of Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to that. We'll discuss that. But let's start with the interview that is really, if you Google it, it's making headlines from Us Magazine to E! Online. It's the Mindy Kaling interview, particularly this clip. Listen.
1: I think the guy that you were in love with mm-hmm. was the guy you co-starred with on The, uh,
2: on the Office.
4: On the
1: office, <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, my
1: wrong. With
4: BJ? yeah, he was, he was, he was the guy. Well, he's my, he's yes, you're, you're correct. Not that that mystery was not. You're not Sherlock Holmes or anything. Sherlock sure like Holmes of romance. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, he must be Sherlock Holmes because everybody picked it up as a news story. Everybody picked it up, Gary. Us Weekly writes, quote, fans of Mindy Kaling were likely squealing while listening to the actress and writer telling her, her interview on The Howard Stern Show on Monday. The Office alum, whose longtime friends and co-star and fellow writer B.J. Novak, o- opened up in a candid interview about the history of their relationship. Were you surprised with the details she went into? No, I think that when people come in here, they sit down. It gets get very conversational, and you
3: you know you sort of open up. But I wonder, like, I always wonder, like, okay, it's sort of one of those unspoken things, and they're you know with them because they still work together. Now she put it out there. Now it's news. Does it, does it make him
2: think? Like, well, does he call and go, okay, let's get married? Well, that yeah, that's the question I had. A, they're still best friends, according to her, which is I think. I, It's
3: very, very difficult to be best friends with somebody you once had a physical relationship. I know it always was for me. If I was a good friend with them, it was because I wanted to get back into it.
2: Well, absolutely. And then when you put on top of that what Mindy said to Howard, which was essentially that she would consider getting back together with him if the opportunity presented itself, clearly there's something there. Yeah, there's electricity for her now maybe we should get PJ Novak in and ask him what he thinks yeah i'm wondering if he was listening to the interview you have to bet well, he was if he wasn't he you know I'm he sure knows now his
3: phone blew up <laughs> texts to the whole deal
2: you know mindy also talked gary about how she dealt with the breakup and the ensuing depression when he broke up with you did you get angry
4: oh so sad not angry sad sad that oh, that was the fuck that was the hottest i've ever looked cuz i stopped eating right so i was so miserable and i was so beautiful i remember thinking like <laughs>
2: So miserable and so beautiful. Well, uh, Congratulations. I don't know how you answer that. (laughs) Everybody deals with, uh, you know, obviously depression and when they're down differently. She obviously dealt with it by not eating. Others deal with it by eating a lot. But she was extremely open about that. It just came right out. Yeah, but I mean, she answered every question Howard threw at her. She did. And what is the magic there? I mean, when Howard sits down with the guest, no matter who the guest is, it's eye contact. When, when Howard
3: looks at the guest, he's engaged. Even when, you know, it's, it's interesting because even on TV shows, I feel like sometimes the host has to look at the audience or whatever. When, when somebody's being interviewed by Howard, they have direct, they're sitting right across from each other, direct contact. And then there's an intimacy that comes from that. Um, cause they're looking right at, right at each other the whole time and, and there's a connection. And I think that people just get very conversational. I, I always say, I go back to this it's so, so long ago. It was a, it was a, a, a porn star. Harry Reams was on our show. We were out in LA. We were, we were poolside at, you know, at some hotel. And, you know, this is 1984. And this is, you know, when, when the FCC was, was really a big deal and you couldn't even say like, you know, damn on the radio practically. And, He told this whole long story, and the punchline of the story was, and then I told her, fuck you. And we freaked out. We didn't have the button with us. We had to yell back down the line, hit the button, hit the button. And when we were done, he came up to me. Harry came up to me, and he goes, I am so, so, so sorry. I forgot I was on the radio.
2: And I think Howard has the ability to do that. That's a really good point. 888 Stern 100. We want to hear from you. We're talking about Mindy Kaling's interview with Howard, which is still making headlines. You bring up a really interesting point because I remember my first time in the studio. It's just such an intimate environment. You feel like you're just sort of chatting with Howard. Like nobody's listening. Well, think about, think about all the
3: other people who are interview interviewers. You have an audience. So immediately you always know that you're being interviewed because people laugh people clap people boo so this is none of that's going on it's just it's it's a very intimate conversation and howard is very engaging and he gets people to say things not that they don't want to say but he gets people to say things because they feel
2: like they're talking to a pal you mentioned the other day that you have essentially lined up over the next several months perhaps i think you said the best guests in the history of the stern show i i I, i'm only 90 on 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 this but i have a guest
3: that lined up that might be might be the biggest guest i've ever booked
2: wow in the history history of of the show a hint uh none no hint when you book such a solid lineup, well, let me start with Mindy. When you book Mindy, what are your expectations? Why do you book her? And then what are your expectations for the interview? Well, she had an amazing background. And again, Howard likes people who, who
3: he, Howard likes a lot of the behind the scenes stuff in the sense that, you know, she wrote, you know, she wrote a play. Mm-hmm. Then she got a job on the office, writing in the office. Then she was a guest writer on Saturday Night Live. You go to Saturday Night Live. Who do you see? Like, Howard wants to know exactly how it all went down. Okay. Who do you see? What's the audition like? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Then you get your own show. And so, of course, we had her on because she's got a show, but I I think Howard loves the mechanics of how
2: everything operates. And when you take me into your thought process, when you start looking ahead at this calendar and you see a name fill up this date and then a name fill up this date, I mean, is that the most rewarding part of your job? Oh my God. Yeah. In fact,
3: the guest that I'm talking about is on a week where I already have three really A-list guests. And so I couldn't
2: be prouder, couldn't be happier. And you generally, I, I would assume, don't worry about the interview. Obviously, Howard's the best at his yeah. craft. You're not worried about the interview. Your job is to get the person in the seat.
3: Yeah, I wrote a um uh, a column or a blog or whatever on a website, um I don't know, a couple of years ago, about booking Lady Gaga. And I said, essentially, booking a guest like of that caliber, when you finally get them, it's like hitting a home run in a game. It's like a walk-off home run. Like, like, that's the feeling that you get. You know, I, there, I cannot tell you how many times I put the phone down and I've just gone, yes. Like, really, because it's so,
2: exci- it's such a rush and it's so exciting. It's like, and these are, these are the things you work towards. Zach in Boston, you're live on the wrap-up show. Zach.
4: Hey, Jack. How you doing, guys? What's Good up, Jack? morning? Oh, man. Oh, you know, I had a question. If you guys had noticed, it was in like Yahoo news that uh, the great lover of Mindy's life was uh, BJ Novak, but in Howard's interview, she just said, you know, this guy, this person, so I don't know where they got that information or did she ever mention it. was? Well, we played,
2: we played the clip just a moment ago, which was that, yes, it started out where she mentioned an innocuous person and then all of a sudden Howard gets it out of her and that's where the whole Sherlock Holmes exchange came from. So Howard got it out of her in, in a matter of two minutes, right. I would say. Let's take a quick break. We still have a lot to get to during this uh, wrap-up show. When we come back, a bunch of new Baba Booey songs are thrown into the mix. I want to get... Gary's favorites. Howard talks about keeping his art private so it doesn't become a joke. He and Robin get into it a little bit. And Sal and Richard hit the streets with that Ray Rice versus Howard Stern question. You're listening to The Wrap-Up Show on Howard 100 and Howard 101. Stay there.
0: The Wrap-Up Show.
5: Hi, this is Mindy Kaling, and you're listening to The Wrap-Up Show with John Hine and Gary Delavate
2: And I'm John Lieberman filling in for John Hine. You are listening to The Wrap-Up Show on Howard 100 and Howard 101. You just heard right there an ID from Mindy Kaling. She was in studio. You heard it again this morning. Gary, of course, again reiterating what a monster list of guests he has coming up over the next several months for The Howard Stern Show. Nat in Cape Cod, you're live on The Wrap-Up Show. Nat.
4: How you doing, guys? I have two questions for you. Uh, first, I want to tell you how, how much I love the show. I've been listening to the show since 96. I look forward to the wrap-up show
1: just as much as I look forward to this during uh, the Stern show. The two questions I have are, uh, during the Ben uh, Stern um, skit, do you know what it was that pissed off Howard, uh, Howard's mother uh, during, during the past uh, experience that they didn't want to bring up, but it would piss her off very much? And the second question I have was, uh, who's that one guest, Gary, that you really fight for but you cannot get?
2: Well, let's start with the second question first. Gary, is there one guest that you're dying to have that you just either can't seem to get or you're close to getting? Well, you know, I've had a wish list for so long that the wish
3: list needs to be uh, revisited because the names on the wish list are fairly old. So Neil Young was on that list. I would say if there were three people that, uh, that that I know that Howard is either really fond of or really would be interested in, Neil Young was one of them. Madonna was another one, just because I think he found Madonna fascinating. Although, as time goes on, you know, I don't know that that she, you know, merits being at the top of the list. Although I'd still be interested to interview her or have you know have Howard interview her. I know Howard's a big fan of Dan Aykroyd. He's a guy that I've asked over the years. But I got to look at the list again. You know, on a selfish level, Springsteen and I've talked to John Landau and I'm working it. And you know, next Springsteen project, uh, I'm working it. Um, but I have to think of you know, I have to make my wish list uh, a little younger. The thing is the, the, the younger wish list isn't that hard because I feel like Howard's more embraced by, uh, by, by the younger generation. You know, the, the Seth Rogans and the Jonah Hills and the, and the James Francos are sort of the big stars of
2: this generation. They grew up on Howard and they love him. So they're easy to get. Well, Baba Booey, you can hear is clearly on the job. He's on the case. And there were a lot of new Baba Booey songs that were played on the program this week. Here's a snippet of one. That's Daniel Mendelsohn. Gary, I'm wondering, how do you judge a Baba Booey song in your head? If it makes me laugh, it's got to make me laugh. But it's interesting. Some people do it, and I
3: feel they're malicious. And so, like Daniel Mendelssohn, I just I like him, and I just feel like his songs are just fun. And even when even if he takes a direct shot at me, it never bothers me. Um, but the ones that make me laugh are the ones that are really silly. Like I love Bohemian Buoy, you know, the Bohemian Rhapsody one, and the Star Wars one. Ba ba ba
2: ba ba booyah! Boo. I like that one. How many Baba Booey songs come in in say a given month? Ballpark? Ba- Dozen, dozens. Well, Richard Christie is here, and he could
3: answer that more because he's on the receiving end of them. How many Baba Booey songs do you get in a month? And who gets more songs, me or Robin? It's got to be Robin. It's right?
0: it's absolutely Robin. Now we get a. I would say in a month, maybe five Baba Booey songs and about fifty
2: Robin yeah. songs. Wow! So Robin's number one. Oh yeah. Followed by Gary, Baba Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. And then followed, who's right after? Probably that? JD. 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 Yeah. Followed by JD. And, yeah. then,
3: and then after that, it's scattered. But, you know, I have to tell you, the, the, the Star Wars Bowie song, I had such a, a, a weird I- incident with that. Um, I did an appearance in Cleveland, but I think Richard on the air one time when I came and started singing it without H- Howard playing it. So this might have given people the idea. And I had this, um, this appearance in cleveland and i wasn't announced i was just being moved from one side of the club to the other and somebody started to sing it and it just broke into the entire club singing (laughs) the song which was funny
0: that's awesome i mean that's one of those songs that i did when you know in my creepy storage unit back when i was living in florida on a lonely friday night when i was you know in between masturbation sessions
2: Sal- a lot to absorb there. Yeah, that's a Sorry. lot. That's a lot in one sense, Richard <laughs> Christie. As you can hear, Richard Christie is joining us. Richard, does Sal take great pleasure in listening to the Baba Booey songs first when they come in? No, I mean we equally get them, and we you know it just
0: depends people will email them to to me or to sal and, and whoever they email them to we we review everything so fans out there if you have songs um you know feel free to send them in we listen to everything you know who was a pioneer in the songs and I loved his stuff, and I don't know
3: the guy's name there was a guy who I mean just spit them out like ten a week, and
0: I think I know which one you're a lot of about.
3: them were themes to TV shows and they was a high voice yeah. right like he raised his pitch. But, um, um, but, like, he did, uh here's what I would think would be funny about it. He would do, like, I Dream of Jeannie, so it would be like, ba-ba, ba-ba-booey, ba-ba-ba, and it would ba-ba-ba-booey, both. And
0: yeah. I always thought that, like, the Volf <laughs> part would make me laugh. I like, love, too, the old, the when you first did the ones with the opera singer um back at K-Rock. That was years ago. Those were so funny, like, and sometimes she would be singing a Baba Booey song, and her voice would crack right. or something, but you guys would leave it in, and it was so awesome. Lenny in Cleveland, you're live
2: on the wrap-up show. Lenny
5: guys. Uh, love the show. Love all the Baba Booey songs. Every time you watch a college game and you hear the Star Wars or whatever, you just think Baba Booey uh, the rest of the day. But uh, what would be great is, you know how they call the Baba Buoys out at the golf matches. We need an NFL quarterback to call out Baba Booey while he's <laughs> doing a play instead of just like uh, Peyton Manning with the Omaha. We Omaha, Baba, Baba, Baba Booey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no,
3: you're, it, Lenny, you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm throwing this to somebody who I know is listening to the show right now because I trade emails with him all the time. Uh, our good friend Mike Pettin, who is the coach of the Cleveland Browns, had a big win last week. Big, I you know you, you yell out Omaha, you yell out Minnesota, you yell out you know Indians or whatever. <laughs> I think that we should put a Baba
2: boo in in. He would be the man that could do it and do it <laughs> against my Ravens this weekend, would you? Um, speaking of football, <laughs> you're not going to uh, uh, expand on that,
0: John. No, or no, they're, play- cl- do they're, they're playing. playing run- my, do do they have any
2: running Ravens. backs left? The, the, the Ravens. <laughs> well, speaking of a segue, Richard. You went out, you asked people, Ray Rice, the former running back from the Baltimore Ravens, or howard stern listen to this clip who would you rather share an elevator with howard stern or ray rice ray rice because
4: okay. he's hot, he's hot. Okay. howard's old we're not about that life <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah, what does that mean
3: i'm not howard's old i'm not about that well, life
0: they, they were like in their 20s these girls and they, they just looked like they would be more into young guys they probably think they 30s old oh I, i'm pretty sure they saw, thought sal and i were old creepy guys does
2: anything surprise you richard when you're asking these questions, does it ever surprise you, the answers you get?
0: No, no, not really. I mean, people just, you know, people are wacky these days.
2: And with all due respect, it doesn't seem like you have to work very hard for answers that are not what you might think they are.
0: Yeah, no, it depends. I mean, you know, we'll we'll spend hours sometimes before we get people that are, you know, kind of wacky. But, that, you know, that's what's so great about New York. You go to, you know, somewhere where there's tourists and you'll find every walk of life here. So you'll eventually, you know, find people that are going to, you know, take Tell you something crazy. The
3: best thing about tourists in New York City is they have not been uh, afflicted with political correctness.
0: Yeah. So they just, you know, they're in New York and they're like, yeah, I'll tell you whatever you want. Yeah. Like, if somebody's here from Australia, they don't give a shit if they say (laughs) something crazy. No,
2: no, their friends are going to hear it. (laughs) We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we still have a lot to discuss Howard and his art, Eric the actor, and Jan parting ways. What exactly did Jan do for Eric? And AGT is done, and Gary revealed that he saw Lisa G dancing in the audience. We'll get her down here to talk about that. You're listening to the wrap up show. On Howard 100 and Howard 101. Stay there. The Wrap Up Show. Step <laughs> there, Chico Pitt, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide. We put it down right now on the Wrap Up Show. On the Wrap Up Show with John Hine and Gary De La Vade. One, two, three. is the wrap-up show. I'm John Lieberman sitting in for John Hine, joined by Gary DeLavate. Richard Christie is here. Lisa G. from the Howard 100 News team is here. We're going to get to AGT in just a moment. But I want to start with Howard talking about keeping his art private so it doesn't become a joke. And then he said he would share it with Fred, but not Robin. And they got into it a little bit. You used to laugh at me because I tried different things. Well, the <laughs>
5: things you tried were silly. <laughs> <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs>
2: What did you make of that moment Gary uh, real? I thought Robin was like, what's
3: this all about? You know irritated in a fun way But irritated and Howard was being real too. your stuff is silly How, You know that, that that's the beauty of Howard. My stuff is important. Your stuff is stupid
2: now We move on now Howard mentioned keeping his art private then he showed it to Fred When do you think we'll hear about the next installment of Howard's art? You know, probably
3: when he's got a weekend where he's out, you know, if he's drawing something and the, he, he does something interesting and he's proud of, he might want to show it to some of us. But I think he won't show it to Robin.
2: Steve Brandano, you're an artist. You spend a lot of time sketching. What do you make of Howard's art and this whole discussion this week? Well,
1: I, I like that Howard's into
2: art and he talks about it a lot and every once in a while
1: he'll share something with me too. So I've seen some of his stuff and he's he, he's he's good and he's definitely getting better too. But the I what I took away from this week, there was a really funny thing that I think a lot of uh artists that were coming up, you learn this. If you have a beautiful wife or girlfriend, don't try to draw them because it is just not gonna come out up to their and Let's, especially when your wife is a supermodel. Right. You know what I mean? You're right. And, uh, so my advice to Howard would be if next time he feels there is something I get it sexy about drawing this beautiful woman, but. Do a pose where her face is not going to be in it. Because the face is really hard to capture, especially when there's a lot of beauty. Especially I, when there's a lot of beauty. I have
3: beauty. plenty of photos that people have sent me in the mail that Howard could draw from that won't be an issue.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, there you go. There you go. So he, just could stick to the me, body. he could draw me and Sal. We, don't, we can't <laughs> look any worse. He yeah, can only improve. Sage exactly. advice from Steve Brandano. I want to just listen quickly. Eric, the actor, and Jan are splitting up. Jan no longer Eric's caretaker come this next week. What exactly did Jan? Do for Eric, it seems to still be a point of contention. Doesn't Jan bathe you and drive you and do everything?
4: The driving part, yes.
2: so oh, he doesn't bathe you?
4: No, I could, I pretty much handle that myself. Oh, okay.
2: It's unclear exactly what Jan does do for Eric, but we do know that Jan was a competent and caring caregiver for a decade for Eric the actor, so this is going to be a time of transition. For yeah, him. I think everybody brought it up uh, the other day, but the part that's hard, for, you know, yes, he's done a great job
3: and he's been good to him, but, you know, he's he's his, his best friend. That's his best yeah. friend. It's a guy that's with him 24-7 who's being, you know, who's leaving. That's got to be really difficult for him. Yeah, I don't know that Eric has a ton of friends like that. If anybody like that, I don't think a regular person who didn't need help, if I, if I didn't need any help and I spent that much time with a person, I'd be freaked out if
2: they left. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they did spend 24-7 together. And by and- the way, I'm sorry, I did not mean to insult Eric when I said regular person. Because, you know, now I'll get an email from him who
3: goes, I am a regular person. Right.
2: <laughs> you he, are, Eric. You're regular. He is. <laughs> regular. Uh, but you mentioned 24 7, and I know something that Lisa's enjoyed 24 7. This season of America's Got Talent. Lisa, your thoughts now that it's over.
6: I'm very sad. It was so great last night. I was. 2 feet or f- really just maybe a foot away from Pitbull during his uh, performance. Do you make eye contact with Pitbull? Can I You know what? That's so funny you brought that up. I was waving like a teenage girl like I saw you. It's me! i totally
3: saw you i, I was like I, for, for, I i saw you not because
6: i recognized you i saw your arms
2: flailing and i go what's that all about and i was like oh my god that's lisa g <laughs> i was
6: dancing what can i say when
2: fun. you see that person with their arms flailing gary how long until you realize it's lisa g <laughs> well my eyes are bad now so so for, so i'm like it, it
3: looked like her i mean I, I it right away it looked like her but then i thought that can't be her because her arms were like, <laughs> like a teenager. And yeah. then I had to really focus. And right. then I looked, it took me 20 seconds to be sure it was her.
6: Least, and, and then with Jennifer Hudson and Quintavius Johnson standing up and dancing too. Lot it was a, a great show. A lot of standing
3: up last night. It I was just, like temple. The audience was very, very upset when Quintavious got voted yes. off early. Very upset. And people started booing. And then I, I don't think this is a big deal. But they can't, you know, the, the, the guy that preps the
2: audience is like, please don't boo. <laughs> But uh, people love that kid. Lisa, yes. when when they said that a magician had won for the first time in the show's history, what went through your mind?
6: Well, by then I was downstairs in the press room and everyone went <gasps> Like that, like they couldn't believe it. But I was so happy for Howard because, and this is what we talk about in the newscast that's coming up, is that for years now he's been wishing for a magician to win the whole thing, and last night someone did. Yeah,
3: I could shed a little bit of different light on this because I was plunked down in the middle of a lot of young girls, so they were like, you know, they were the, the girls were all about who's good looking, and for whatever reason, uh, is, is it Matt Franco? Is Matt yeah. Franco right? <laughs> Like, during the breaks, these girls were like, "Man, over here, over here. So, you know, I saw when he first came out, you know, they they do, like, a little retrospective. He's wearing, like, jeans and sneakers and a green T-shirt. Last night, he was in, like, a fine tailored suit, and he had shaved his beard. And I think that, you know, being a
2: good magician helps, but being good looking helps a lot, too. So let me ask you to this, and then we'll get to the headlines of the day from the Howard 100 News. Now that a magician has won, and as you both mentioned, Howard wanted a magician to win... How could that play into Howard's decision whether or not to come back for another season of AGT? Or will it not play in at all? I don't think it plays in at all.
3: I mean, I think it's whether Howard had fun this season, whether he wants to do it again, it's about it. I don't think he's like, you know, oh, next year we'll see if we can get, you know, a dance troupe to win. I mean, he just, it's whether he's having fun or not.
2: Lisa, it certainly appears on the air, at least from what I've noticed, that Howard is enjoying it immensely. Every year he seems to enjoy it more. Is that what you've witnessed firsthand?
6: Yes, he enjoys it. He tells us he does. But then you see him after the long season last night, and it's a lot of work. All the judges, you know, they put in a lot of time. Even Heidi Klum has two jobs going on, Project Runway and then this, and Howard and his hours. So he said that he was going to go home and discuss it with Beth.
3: I think he likes it. Like anything else, he likes it when he's there.
2: It's getting there and all the prep before. But when he's there for the two hours there, I think he enjoys that part a lot. Marianne from Brooklyn, you're live on The Wrap-Up Show. Marianne.
4: Great job, John Lee. And I think Howard enjoyed it so much this year. The fact that he went on stage with Rosie O'Donnell, because he even said the other day on the radio, he doesn't like to be in front of the audience, just behind the mic. He really lets himself out there. And every celebrity last night, Lenny Kravitz, um, you, uh, you know, see uh, your True Colors, Cindy Lauper, everybody wants to go to Howard. They don't go to any of the Judge Gary. And that's a big uh, thing for the show, because that's how you're going to get more A-list guests, which has been incredible, because you know how I am about the radio. So I think it's been an amazing season, and I think we may have one more, you know, in us. I don't know why, because when I saw him last night, and the everybody loves him, young fans come up to well, me. Marianne, hold on a second. Yes, Here's yes, a
3: question yes. I want to ask you. Yes. What will it mean to you if Howard doesn't resign? Because it seems like this is like, this, you know, no, like, yeah, like some I people have a hobby. Me. You like this is I, a hobby for you to go to this.
4: But listen to me. I have a Howard life. I have a regular life. But you know what? If Howard doesn't do AGT, I have my summit of myself. If he does it, I could share it with the fans. And sharing it with the fans is the best part about it. You don't know how many great people I meet and how many people love just coming and sitting there. You know, you can't. It's like meeting Paul McCartney when the fans so, so, come to sit there to see Howard. I'll go to I'll go to Beth's book signing. I'll go to other Stern events. There's more to it. It's not just I got about it. AGT. so Beth. Yeah.
3: W- do you want another season? Um, I mean, Marianne. Uh, Did I say Beth? Yeah, Marianne. Mar- 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 <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: right, right, no, it, it's how it wanted. I wanted. But do you? But do it. you
3: want it? If Howard said to you tomorrow, if you're on the air, and Howard said right to you right
4: now today, Gary, my kitchen table is full of all ADT memorabilia. I'm very, very tired. I got to clean and get everything reorganized. <laughs> and my dog misses me very much. I love uh, that. Uh, I love AGT. that
3: Marianne yeah. needs time to make a decision <laughs>
4: on whether Howard
2: should recycle. She's uh, exhausted. I know. I'm not sure who the decision's going to be harder for, Howard or, or Marianne. Sal Governale has joined us. Hello, Sal. Hey, and by the way, Marianne is so sweet.
1: I took uh, my children and their friends to America's Got Talent, and Marianne was in the lobby and it was really like it was almost like going to comic-con and seeing like a special guest and the first person who greeted us was marianne and she took pictures and she she was adorable so uh, for marianne's sake i hope howard continues and i think uh, i'd love to see howard continue on america's got talent as well if
3: you're a howard fan there is a little comic-con going there because you walk in and you're like oh my god there's howard and then you're like, there's Ronnie, there's Ralph, right. and then if you go really deep, you're like, there's Tony, who's a stylist. Like right. you can I had to like,
1: take it a step uh, further, Gary. Joey Cola, who's an awesome warm-up guy, great comedian. He he gets a list. Yeah. Marion actually takes a list. When I was in the lobby, she goes, I have to write down your name for Joey Cola. and I'm like, Why? She's Like, oh no, he does wow. this whole thing. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. You're like, I you know, cause Howard didn't even know. I don't think even knew I was there. I don't want to bring attention. So she's like, no, it's not a big deal. So. I sit down it's like hey there's Joey Boots there's <laughs> Wasangelo awesome and everyone's there's Marianne and there's Hyper
6: and the audience just
1: goes nuts, and it, it was—it was pretty wild. He singled
3: me out a couple times. I wondered how he knew, and now, now uh, I—Mary must I, be. I think Mary oh. and off. And how
6: do you feel when Joey goes and get your Baba Booies out now? You know, because he doesn't want people to say it during the commercial. Right, right. He, he wants
2: people to do their Baba Booies during the break. Absolutely, he does. Lisa G, what is coming up today on the Howard 100 News?
6: Well, we delve into the life of Marianne from Brooklyn. What happens to her after AGT ends? How does she feel? Her marriage? What happens? to that her dog her dog will look into the future to see what's next for the mother of the whack pack plus you'll hear jason kaplan meet his red meat idol and get an exclusive sneak peek at jd's upcoming director special and today on lieberman live our whack pack panel led by jeff the drunk discusses how private insurance has changed healthcare.
2: Thank you very much, Lisa. Listen to the Howard 100 News all day. Of course, my program at 445. Thanks again, Lisa. And I do want to note, the JD Director Special, he sat down with five big-name directors to learn how to be a director. You will want to hear it, and you can hear it, Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Howard 101. Richard, what would you like to plug?
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at CWOTD.
2: Gary. I'm good today. Lisa G.
6: I'm on Twitter and Instagram now at Lisa thirty D. Let me guess, Sal Governor now you're cooking John, up something. Do you like sparabs that fall off the bone? I
2: <laughs> who doesn't love sparrows?
1: Well believe you it fall. or not, off the bone sparabs under two hours. In the toaster oven at horsetoothjackass.com.
2: Where else would you go for recipes and for food advice? Thank you, Sal. And I want to thank you for listening to the wrap-up show here on Howard 100 and Howard 101. That'll do us for now. I'm John Lieberman sitting in for John Hine. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
5: It's the magic. No more bullshit. This is a Howard 100 News Brief. I'm Mike Hambrick. After his third season as America's judge on AGT, the king of all media finally gets the winner he's wanted. It's Howard 100 News behind the scenes.
6: Matt Franco. <laughs> He's something else, isn't he? For three years, Howard Stern had hoped a magician would win America's Got Talent. And last night, it happened. Magician Matt Franco took the whole thing. My dream has come true. But
1: really, I'm happy for Matt. Matt's a very cool guy.
6: Part of Matt's final act had Howard hiding a deck of cards, and Howard put them down the front of his own pants.
1: Howard, if you could just take those cards, if you have like a pocket or something, and you could hide those on you someplace where I would not be able to touch them without...
6: (laughs) You won't get them in here. Were you? a little concerned about having to put your hands in his pants?
1: I should have known better. I was like, oh, with Howard we're okay, he's got plenty of options. He's got a suit on, you know, he's got the jacket pockets, he's got pants pockets. Nope, right down the front of the pants, and I'm thinking, well, I guess that proves this will be real magic.
6: Howard ended up taking them out by himself, and Matt ended up winning AGT and a million bucks. And what are you going to do with the million bucks? That's a great question. Maybe I'll start with a vacation, you know? <laughs> Lisa G., Howard 100 News.
5: Now that America's Got Talent has wrapped up another successful season, the question that looms large is how will obsessed Queen of the Whack Pack, Marianne from Brooklyn, fill the void? Will she suffer from postpartum stress? Lisa G is in the newsroom working that aspect of the story. Lisa, what about it? Will Marianne be depressed for a while?
6: Well, you know, Mike, Marianne told me it's no different than throwing a wedding or a large party. The day after,
4: you do feel a little down. You pack up your tickets, and I make a little shrine of everything I collected, and people give me cards and flowers and notes, and I appreciate all of that. So uh, it became like a a little job where everybody meets every year, almost like a school reunion. But Miriam tells me she's going to pick herself up because come Monday, she knows Howard Stern is back live on
5: the radio. Mike? Lisa G in the newsroom. Thank you, Lisa. Sifting through the bullshit so you don't have to. This is Howard 100 News. Now that Bobo can't go to America's Got Talent because he's moved to Florida, he's watching it on TV. We captured some creepy moments of that happening.
0: He's amazing. Amazing. Just look at all Bobo's notes. All my notes. I call the show i with this. Look at Howard, how dappy he looks with his red tie and his
5: suit. He's looking really, really good. He's looking real sharp. Another Howard 100 News Brief at the top of the hour, or as close as we can get.